So she's just feeling very, very discouraged about looking at the holiday season because it's not the same as no. it used to be. And, and, and a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Christmas isn't the same as it was before. And so how, what advice do you give to people in that situation? Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. On today's episode, I'm going to take a little bit of a different take on what I normally do because we are approaching the holiday season and a lot of times there are people who struggle during the holiday season. So I'd like to address some of those issues and I'd also like to address how those of us who love people who struggle can help them during the holiday season. And To do this, I have brought back a friend of mine, Brad J. Neufeld, and Brad has over 30 years of experience working with people who struggle. He is the president and owner of Affinity Guidance Services and has mentored youth and adults through many, many challenging things. Brad has also experienced depression Um, in his own personal life. And so he kind of has been able to approach this from both the viewpoint of one who mentors people and also the viewpoint of one who has experienced it. And so I thought it would be good to bring Brad on and talk a little bit about some of the questions that you have during this holiday season. Thanks for joining us, Brad. No, thank you very much. This is fun. (laughs) Well, now that you've said all this, you've lined it up to be dark and dismal. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But but thank you for having me on. I I love helping people, as you know. And so thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. (laughs) Well, I I just had this thought the other day and I thought, you know what? We need to address this because Mm -hmm. this is about bringing hope to people's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I thought it would be especially helpful since you were someone who has seen both ends of it. You know, Mm -hmm. you've both been on, you've experienced depression in your life and you know what it's like to to feel alone at Christmas time Mm -hmm. or during the holiday season and also share how your life has changed since then. So why don't don't we maybe um, take it back a little bit and and share some of your teenage years when you did feel very alone at Christmas time and how that has changed. Well, as I was mentioning to you prior to the show, when we're talking about the loneliness, those people who feel alone uh, during uh, the Christmas holiday seasons, uh, those of you who know me, I, I, I've been supporting myself since I was 13 years old, and and I got back temporarily with my family a little bit in uh, January of 1980, uh, but it was six months later when my parents had to move out again and move from uh, from Utah to California, and I stayed here in Utah. Uh, 16 years of age, but I ended up, uh, because of our money challenges and stuff like that, I ended up uh, staying by myself uh, at 16 years old. And I thought, you know, it was just a thing that my parents and I agreed to, and we agreed to talk on the phone and whatnot, but still it was lonely. It was like, you know, when you're so used to having family there and presence and seeing uh, people happy and everything, and that's not there. And I'm just watching, you know, parades on TV and football games and everything. It was, it just wasn't the same. 
And so I made it through that one okay, but then the next year the same thing happened, and that was that was even harder. And the perhaps the hardest one was when I was eighteen, and there was nobody there. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I I was scarred yeah. <laughs> for the holidays. I'm not gonna lie, and I dreaded it every day, every time it would get closer to the holidays, and everybody's all in the cheer. And uh, I we talk about the uh, who's that guy the, the the Grinch or whatever. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily that, but it was just, you know, this isn't what you guys think it is. And <laughs> I had my own attitudes and things for it, but it wasn't until uh, later on, my wife, my beautiful wife who has, who loves holidays, she loves them all and she mm-hmm. celebrates every one of them. And Christmas is one of the big ones. And and I told her up front that I was have, have trouble with these things. I said, I'll support you in what it is that you want, but don't expect anything, you know, from let me just handle it my own way kind of a thing. And and my wife said, well, I'm not going to marry you unless you promise me you're going to get me a fresh tree every year. <laughs> and I'm like, that's too much work, you know. <laughs> I like the Charlie Brown tree, you know, cut off the top <laughs> and, and post it on the, on the top of the counter. I'm good enough there. But, but, you know, that's been something that I agreed to and I've done every year for 33 years now. And so, <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, we do the fresh Christmas tree. But it, it took me years, uh, Tamara, to overcome that to where I finally opened up a, uh, you know, uh, the holiday spirit, if you want to call it. And it took me uh, literally until, I don't, I don't know how many years ago it was, 15 years ago, when we were going into a Christmas with some really hard financial times and weren't able to really buy anything for our kids. And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, I'm right back to Christmas is no good. I'm mm-hmm. so done. I don't want my kids to experience what I experienced. But the members of my community somehow sensed that we were going through what we were going through. And we woke up uh, Christmas morning to uh, bags and bags of presents outside of our door. Really? Uh, Yes. And also uh, gifts of money, gifts of everything else. And it was all from Anonymous and and all of this. And, you know, that's I broke down, cried. I'm not going to lie. And it, it just really humbled me that day. And that's when I realized this is what Christmas is all about is... Uh, others thinking of you and um, you know there I'm sure other people were thinking of me during those other times too but it was just something that I was saying I don't want to be <laughs> you know I want everybody to stay away I guess I wanted to be in my own little little pit there but uh, uh, the thoughts of suicide came quite frequently early on in my life because of the you know during the holidays and so uh, I know depression is something that comes around during well people who have depression it gets magnified sure. every every holiday season, the holiday season brings out so many emotions. Um, and you know, all from, uh, anyway, we can, we can get into some more specifics, but, uh, as far as the emotions go, I know fights happen during that time. I mean, it's like surviving Christmas is, is the way we start looking at it, you know, and making the, the, the best of it. So, so what would you say were obviously this this instance 15 years ago was monumental and maybe um, breaking down a little bit of the wall you built kind of around your heart as far as Christmas goes. Um, what what else do you mm-hmm. recommend for people who specifically struggle with depression? Well, because of the you know, taking all of the um, positive emotions out of it at an early age, I, I literally looked at it as it's just a commercial thing that people have put together to try to sell stuff. I mean, that's just mm. the way I, I was looking at it. And so I was kind of mad at the 
society. I was mad at the world. I was mad at everything for creating it, I guess. And I had no reason to feel that way. That was just kind of what would come up all the time. Mm-hmm. And this this thing about what happened 15 years ago, it was a it was a slow and steady thing that that happened because it went from we were doing really well at times and then we'd buy our kids Christmas and we'd get to see the happy faces and my wife would look how happy they are, honey. And I'm going, mm-hmm. okay, I, that this is good. They're, they're mm-hmm. experiencing stuff that I didn't get to. And, and so I just kind of uh, went along those lines to help myself feel better. But the thing about this was I still had a little bit of that residue of nobody cares. They're just doing this as uh, again, way to make money and, and stuff like that. And it's all just hype. But the fact that this happened let me know that, no, there's a God up there who's looking over us. So there's neighbors do care. And, and then after that, it, again, opened my eyes to the fact that people do care. And now I started seeing that mm. versus seeing nobody cared, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like we have to uh, – I just go back to Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, uh, You'll Believe It When You – or You'll See It When You Believe It is the, name, mm. is the title of the book. And so I was believing that that Christmas was no good, and so therefore I was seeing all the negative in Christmas. But that that turned me to see, oh, there is positive. And then I started looking for the positive, and I'm like, holy cow, there's a lot of giving. There's a lot of good-hearted people out there. Mm-hmm. And I would I would venture to say 90% of the people out there are good, and they want to give, and they want to help. And um, even when people don't have the means to, they figure out a way to give. And right. that's how I saw this. Uh, was that it was like, okay, people really do care. And I see it all the time now. So that was the biggest thing is the recognizing that there is a lot of good going on. That's amazing. So it really boiled down to a shift in your perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and seeing the good and, and letting God maybe crack that barrier around your heart a little bit. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. So now I actually look forward to Christmas, but I, but I also say this too. everybody asks me, are you ready for Christmas? And this is my little, uh, tagline i say there is no ready you just do it (laughs) (laughs) and enjoy what you can from it so there you go that that is very wise i'm i'm thankful you're able to share that now um one of my listeners wrote in and and wrote about a challenge with uh people's expectations of how everyone should celebrate christmas yes and and different people celebrate differently mm-hmm. um and so what what would you say about that because different people uh maybe some people don't believe in in santa claus and they share in different ways maybe some people don't celebrate christmas at all they celebrate hanukkah or mm. something like that so what what advice would you share with people who are struggling because they feel judged yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and let's take it both from the giver's perspective and from the taker's perspective. Oh, yeah, let's do uh, that. Because from the, from the giver's perspective, again, it should just matter that we're doing the good and that we're helping mankind. It shouldn't matter what their beliefs are. But unfortunately, you know, we're living in this world now where there's been traditions, there's been things occur for hundreds of years, and, and people tend to take these traditions as... Uh, I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. Some, they put it in a category many times of right and wrong. You know, it, the right thing to do is to have your lights up, you know, right after, uh, <laughs> right after Thanksgiving. Right. And the right thing to do is put little uh, Santa Claus statues out in your yard. The right thing to do. And it's like, no, there is no right or wrong here. However, mm. a person chooses to celebrate Christmas, 
that's their own their own doing. Right. Now there might be various reasons because like I, I know this is a fight I have every year with my wife. I hate putting up the lights. Mm. And I I just assume put them up and leave them up all year round. <laughs> and I, I love all these uh, inventions out there that you can now change the colors for the season. So leave the lights up, dang it. Uh, but I anyway. know, I like that invention too. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's still something I haven't gotten in the habit of loving. But uh, uh, But anyway, and so so from the giver's perspective, don't don't think you know what's going on in a person's life. They might they might be going through some hard times if they don't put the lights up. Mm-hmm. But is that your responsibility to go and ask them? Not necessarily, but it doesn't hurt to, you know, as a neighbor, hey, we're just around uh, seeing uh, if any of our, our neighbors uh, want anything or need anything for Christmas. And uh, is there anything we can do to help? So it wouldn't hurt to just do that. But if they if they uh, don't want to do those things or participate in the traditional things, it's okay. It's mm. perfectly okay. Now, from the taker's eyes, <laughs> that's a whole different perspective because you'll need to 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 look at this as people might not give you what you're expecting. Okay, mm. and again, be okay with what they give and look at it as an act of giving versus the thing that you get because i know this causes a lot of grief throughout the the holiday season this was another reason why i i had a hard time with it because i would see people get into fights and lifelong uh, separations <laughs> over christmas that one person spent a hundred dollars on somebody and the only person the other person just got them a card right and so there was this well god we we spent all this money on this part of the family and they all we got for it was a stupid card well Maybe that's all they were able to give. And so mm-hmm. uh, so the taker, uh, take the responsibility and just say thank you for no matter what it is that a person gives, even if it's just a smile, even if it's just a Merry Christmas, take it and say thank you and be okay with it. Have no expectations is the big thing because uh, the more expectations you have, the more you're setting yourself up to be hurt. Okay. Mm. Now, uh, I will, let me just cross this boundary with the depressive, with the depression point, with yeah. the depressed person. They will have expectations that they won't voice. And that's where the danger comes in because they'll be expecting certain things uh, from other people. And again, because other people can't read their mind, they're not, they don't always give them what they're expecting. So is it a is it a good practice then if you know someone who's struggling to say what are you expecting this Christmas or yes. this holiday and season? And that's actually a great great question to ask, uh, Tamara. Be sure and do that, but do it way in advance. Don't wait until two days before Christmas because mm-hmm. by then all the feelings are already set in and the expectations are set in. And if it's somebody that you know is going through it and they voice that to you now's the time to talk about it get a strategy together and say hey we i understand this is coming up what can i do to help make your holiday season the very best that it can be Mm. and that can be uh, brothers and sisters siblings parents whoever you're talking to or even your kids take the time to do that now and get it established and then do what you can to make that come to pass Mm -hmm. if they say if and take them at their word if they if they say uh, you know i just i just want everybody to leave me alone that's a big one. And it's mm. like, okay, um, I'm choosing not to listen to you on that one. <laughs> because right. what that depressed person is actually saying is, I want you, I want to have attention without having to ask for it. <laughs> mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, because uh, I've been there. It's, I, uh, I, I was actually thinking about going on and getting my doctorate degree and 
and well, I don't want to give my secret away because then I might uh, spoil it. But but anyway, uh, I look I look at depression a lot differently than than most people do. Yes, it is a chemical imbalance in the brain, but it's also uh, an addiction to attention in many ways. If uh, mm-hmm. you know, let that settle for a minute because you're looking for attention that you're not getting. And you could be setting yourself up all day long for for letdowns because you'll think, oh, if this person would just reach out and talk to me, I'd feel good today. Well, that person reaches out and talk to him. Well, I feel good. But then the next day they didn't reach out and talk to me. So now what happens? I'm down in the dumps. I'm down in the dumps. But that person that's giving me this attention doesn't even know that I'm expecting that. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yes, it does. And so that's why do your best without, without forcing or without pushing to find out what those needs are and encourage the person to be, you know, be open with me. I'm going to keep your confidence, but uh, please be open with me and tell me what it is that you need. And a lot of times the depressed person won't know at that moment, but that gets them thinking, okay, what is it do I need? And eventually they'll tell you that's why it's important to do it way ahead of time. So if you're listening to this today, go to those people right now and start talking to them. So ask them. And then if they don't know, say, can I give you a few days to think about it and then follow up? Yeah. Think about it for a few days, write down your uh, thoughts and then let's talk about it in a couple of days. That would, that I wish somebody would have done that to me early Mm -hmm. on. I really do. But uh, I've known that I, I know that I do that with people and it's amazing. They, they come up with it and, and for the person who has the depression that's listening to this, ask for help. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And I, what, I, what would you recommend that they say? Because maybe they're sitting here thinking just being overwhelmed at the thought of approaching somebody. What would mm-hmm. you recommend? Like, can you talk me through a scenario of what that would look like? So the person who has the depression? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because usually what they'll do is they'll drop big hints <laughs> of things and people won't really recognize what the hints are. And yes, if you're depressed, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the, but the, the thing is, do your best to tell people what it is that you need. Again, if, if nobody's asking you to do this, asking this of you, ask it of yourself. What do I need in order to get through and make this Christmas the best I can make it? And those ideas will come to you. Those thoughts will come to you and mm-hmm. put them down. And don't be afraid to share those with the people who uh, you're closest with. Uh, you, you've got to take some action there in order to overcome it. But to me, that's uh, that's one of the first steps is recognizing what it is that your needs are that aren't being met and figuring out a way to get those needs met. Mm, so that's great. So maybe just approaching a loved one and saying, Hey, I was thinking about Christmas and how sometimes I struggle. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe it would be a good idea to, and then fill in the blank, and of, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And that would be really helpful if we did something like that. What do mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Absolutely. So just, just approaching yeah, it, just like approaching that. it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you'll be surprised how many people will help. Because uh, the other another trait of the depressive mind is I already know what that person's going to say. Well, I'm telling you right now, you don't know what that person's going to say. Right. Let me let me bust that myth for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was the biggest thing I learned in my I'll call it a recovery. That was the biggest thing I've learned is I can't read people's minds. You know, they, right. and that's where I came up with this ninety plus percent of people are good and want to help because that's where I when I finally started asking for help when I overcame that pride, if you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, when I overcame that and started started telling people, well, here's my needs and this is, you know, please help me with this. It's amazing the the love that was shown towards me that would help me through those situations. So that's awesome. Fantastic. So um Brad, another situation came up where people 
maybe they're struggling because they're in a new type of situation. Perhaps mm-hmm. um, they've just been through a divorce, and so Christmas is going to look different. Maybe they had a death in the family. Um, uh, maybe they got fired from their job. And so for some reason, the holiday season is different this year. Maybe they're kids. Maybe they're empty nesters. I don't mm-hmm. know. The holiday season looks different than it has in past years. Yes. What is some advice you would give to people who are struggling for those reasons? Okay, well, let me put this out there because there are so many unique situations which require unique techniques or unique strategies in order to conquer. But let me just say this up front, what I'm about to say is just gonna be general. And I, matter of fact, I'll even go so far as to, why don't you leave my phone number in your podcast here and if somebody wants to call me and I can help them with their uh, a specific okay. situation, I'll, I'll do that free of charge because that's what I like to do. But as far as that, again, take the same advice that I said for the last thing, start planning for it ahead of time. Don't wait until you get knee deep into the uh, holidays and then try to figure it out. Think right now, okay, who are those people in my life that are going to cause me stress? <laughs> who are What situations cause me stress? I think one of the things that you had said is uh, somebody doesn't quite celebrate Christmas the way that other people do. They right. don't like the lights. They don't like uh, the Santa Claus and thing. And we're back to that right and wrong thing. It doesn't matter, okay, if a mm-hmm. person chooses to not have uh, the Santa Claus thing in their life because, again, some people – look at that as a lie other people look at it as just a way to keep imagination going and they're both right okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter so again from the giver's side just have respect for how the people want to uh, celebrate those Christmases and don't let allow yourself to get irritated by it it's it's not fair for you to get irritated by it let them have their uh, their time but for, uh, from the person who has the uh, we'll say the takers aside, the person who has the the different belief systems and stuff like that. It's okay to come up with your own little mantra. Uh, matter of fact, one of the I liked one of the ones that you had said. <laughs> oh. Just take just take the uh, just oh, have your pre-planned thing that you're going to say and say it to everybody so that it's consistent. So if somebody comes to you, oh, I see you don't have lights up. Why don't you have lights? You don't like Christmas. I'm trying to find a way to cut to what was, simplify to simplify. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And just say that over and over to whoever it is. Again, you can either, uh, you know, choose to get into a battle about it and try to convince them of your beliefs. But if you want things to just be peaceful, just have come up with that one little simple thing. That's going to stop the conversation right there, dead in its tracks and it's over. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to simplify. Well, how do you simplify from taking out lights? Hey, it's a lot less work and a lot less money. <laughs> and that's all we're trying to do. It's all good. <laughs> so Yeah. I'm sitting here smiling. going, gosh, I think I'd like to simplify this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Well, sometimes we feel a need to defend our belief systems. And again, I, I completely understand why. If you're passionate about something, you want other people to, to know that you are, and maybe you want them to change their belief systems too. But but understand uh, some again back to the right and wrong thing is some things you don't don't put these type of things in a category of right and wrong because they're not uh, if they want to uh, celebrate Hanukkah and you know Jewish family or whatever let them okay and and uh, just see the good in people and that's another thing too find the commonality and what is the common thing during the holiday season is giving okay yeah. just focus on the giving yeah absolutely it, it doesn't matter uh, again how they run their Christmas or holiday season, doesn't matter. Just focus on the giving. 
I love that focus on the commonality. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. So, um, when you have a situation perhaps where, um, I don't know, a spouse or a child or someone you love that's close to you has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with the holidays then? Because you're missing them. Yes. And this is a, a strategy that I've coached people on uh, many times. And I have to say up front, uh, you know, I'm fortunate that that hasn't happened where I've had uh, someone pass away during the holiday seasons. And so, uh, but we did have a situation where my father-in-law was uh, pretty much uh, on his deathbed and, and we chose to keep him on life support and, and he ended up living past the, the Christmas holidays. And so, um, but again, very tragic uh, event that our family went through. But what I coach people on doing is, again, prepare ahead of time. Plan and think of all of the good things that that person brought to your life. Think of all the good things that they did. In fact, pick something each day uh, to focus on, uh, each day that you're going to focus on uh, that uh, specific positive thing that that person uh, did or said or a way that they've changed your life or that they've been an inspiration in your life. And if you take uh, uh, people who have done this, who have taken this advice and actually done it afterwards, go, you know what, Christmas was ended up being exactly what it should have been because we were focused on, again, the giving and the, the positive things about this time of the year versus the fact that this death came to us and we're just trying to cope with it. Mm. So That's actually a really good idea. Almost like uh, maybe in a countdown to Christmas, for example, instead of doing a 25-day countdown in some other way, maybe it's 25 things, you mm-hmm. list one a day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That... I'm thankful. I remember that time when, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a memory, or I'm thankful that this person was always so kind and helpful. So maybe just listing something mm-hmm. that, and so that way they're a part of the holiday with you, exactly. even though they're not. So there. you feel the spirit of them while you're there, yeah. Even though they're not there uh, physically, and I've had some people come give me some really really cool feedback on that and say it was as if they they were sitting right beside us you know during our christmas dinner or while we were sitting around the tree and things like that so there's been some really neat spiritual experiences from from practicing that that's neat and i can see that being the case and so maybe not being afraid to talk about them right bring it up talk about them mm-hmm. um let them participate in that first christmas without them or whatever. right right yeah. That's but again, beautiful. focus on the positive. Focus on the positive. That is that is awesome. Um, I had a friend approach me, and and she was telling me about what her holiday situation is looking like and how she's feeling so discouraged. And so I thought we'd maybe talk a little bit about some of this. She is um, a divorced mother, mm-hmm. and her children are grown, and have they live in all different places and what used to be her favorite part of christmas was her christmas eve um get together with all her kids but all of them don't get along anymore and so you know there's that struggle but christmas just doesn't look like it used to they can't all come over on christmas eve anymore and so she's just feeling very very discouraged about looking at the holiday season because it's not the same as no. it used to be and, and and a lot of people struggle with that mm-hmm. christmas isn't the same as it was before and so how what advice do you give to people in that situation well first of all becoming the 
empty nester. Uh, they, there's even a syndrome named after it. It's called the empty nester syndrome. <laughs> yes. And so they, you know, that that's something that obviously we're we're all going to experience as parents. And uh, depending on your, uh, you know, your religious beliefs, I mean, it, it's truly a part of our development, helping us to to enjoy what we have when we have it, and then be willing to let go and share uh, with others, so to speak. And mm. and so um, the main thing is to I don't want to necessarily call it advice, but let me like give you a scenario of what happened with my wife and I, because it was it was devastating. Of course, my it's like we have six kids, but we the four the oldest four were all uh, very close together, and literally within one year, all of them either got married or went to school or whatever, and just we went from uh, from six kids to two mm. <laughs> overnight and that was devastating because my wife kept uh, making enough meals for eight and, then, <laughs> yeah, and, we're, and she's like why aren't you guys eating you're not eating as much as you used to honey there's only four people here now instead of eight you know there's not as many uh, mouths to feed here and it was it was very traumatic for my wife and i was there uh, you know to enc- you know to encourage her and i says well we got to we got to look at this and look at the the beauty of our kids growing up and being able to be responsible and and go on out on their own and start their own families and everything and so but the the main thing on how to uh, deal with it is you got to stay busy cuz i mean look at it this way your your kids have been your focus for all these years for you know 20 plus mm-hmm. years however long they're in there and that gave your life meaning i mean it it gives it gave you something to work towards and you put a lot of thought and effort and you know prayer into that into raising those kids and and then all of a sudden that it, task or that uh, responsibility seems like it's taken from you mm-hmm. so of course it makes sense that you would now feel like well my life is devoid of any Mm -hmm. responsibility or not responsibility of of well this particular one it's it's gone Mm -hmm. and so now we our brain kind of plays with us as i have nothing to bring value into my life and if you look at it on a on a cognitive level that's usually what it is i feel Mm -hmm. like i have no value now well how do you change that and how do you work with it well the key is is to stay in contact with your kids and also with other family members find a new focus because in in many ways, I just like to say this, you were, uh, you knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> when you had kids. And I mean, even on some levels, you probably wished for it. You yeah. know? <laughs> Can't yeah. wait until you guys are all 18. <laughs> I'm going to kick you all out of the house. <laughs> so right? so you, you, just, you just got what you asked for. No, I don't want to make it that. No, that no. But, but does that make sense? I mean, it, it literally is just to sit down and, and talk and ask yourself, okay, now I have this extra time. I have done a great job with my kids. Let me take the, let me feel that joy in knowing that I have done that. Now, what can I do to bring that meaning or that purpose back into my life? Now you have more time. That could be with other family members, helping them to deal with their uh, challenges that they're faced with. It could be neighbors, people in your uh, religious organizations and whatnot. Turn your focus to that and you'll start to feel that come back, that, mm. that feeling of, of purpose and definitely stay close to loved ones at all time during the because uh, as we've been discussing all along uh, throughout this uh, podcast here the this this time of year is always always brings up these feelings on yeah. some levels and so but uh, stay close to your loved ones uh, don't uh, if you find yourself wanting to 
uh, be alone. Don't. Right. <laughs> right. Go out and, and don't sit here and think, well, I'm bothering everybody. I know that a lot of people have that. I'm bothering people and I don't want to feel like I'm a bother. You're not. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guess what? They're sitting in their home thinking the same thing. So, yeah. so be the one to take the initial step and reach out to your kids and, and that. So, um, so maybe make new yeah. traditions then. Yeah, Approach make, your make kids new traditions. And say, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if I came and stayed with you this holiday season yep. and maybe the next one, the next holiday season and keep making memories, but just be open to the flex, be flexible, flexible. enough to. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the, the things that we did to, to deal with our uh with our empty nester syndrome here is we decided to have our uh, start to ask the kids way ahead of time, like in, in the summertime, okay, uh, uh, December's coming up. Do you guys have any time off? What do you, and kind of get a feel for when we can all get together. And it's usually two or three weeks before Christmas. Like last year we had it during the, uh, the, the break in between Christmas and, um, and new year's, but we all get together and we go out to dinner. Mm. And we have this favorite restaurant that we like. And so that's kind of our get together. Mm. And we, we love it. And then afterwards we have ice cream and we go to our house and watch movies and everything like that. So that's our kind of our celebration. And then that way um, we, you know, we made the time for us all to get together. Cause obviously when uh, your kids get married, they've got in-laws now, and then they're going to be wanting to <laughs> yes. go, go to their houses and stuff yes. like that. So now it's a matter of sharing. And so, and so this year, uh, what we're doing is we're going, as you said, uh, to visit one of our kids, and, and we're just going to take turns and make a rotation. Matter of fact, we're, we're going to uh, see our daughter in Arizona uh, for Thanksgiving, and then we're going to see our, our son and daughter-in-law in uh, Cedar City during Christmas. And so Perfect. next year, we'll, we'll change it up. Yeah. So. so just be flexible enough to make those new adjustments yeah. i guess you would say and maybe even pray about it ask Absolutely. god to help you figure yeah, it out where's the best place i could go this season where, where could i do the most good who could i be with to help me through these uh challenges that i'm going through and don't be afraid to talk uh to vent if you need to you know to a close friend or or whatever let those feelings out yeah it always helps yeah that's so. awesome one one follow-up question with that um what about family members who don't get along. Okay. Yeah, that is something definitely, uh, it's always, believe it or not, during the holiday season, maybe a good time to do that. (laughs) But I, I, but it's something that uh, by all means, do not force it. Don't, don't sit there and, you know, tell your kids, you've got to get this figured out this year. No, just go to them individually and say, you know what? And don't be afraid to do this, mom. Moms like to, uh, you know, be, Go ahead and guilt your kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I like to say it this way: plant the seed. Go um, ahead and plant a seed. And you know, the best thing I could do for Christmas is to have you work on your relationship with your brother or sister, mm-hmm. and just leave it at that. But you know, I, things come in time. It's it's okay. But uh, you know, I would just ask that you reach out to them and see if you can, you know, overcome that uh, challenge you're going through. Christmas season, actually, a lot of people do. Uh, you've seen a lot of movies where that happens, oh, yeah. and, and it's actually true. Yeah. So, uh, so this time of year can also be good for bringing those, uh, those things together. But again, don't force it. If the person says, I'm just not ready to do that, just honor that. Mm-hmm. Just say, okay, well, when you're ready, just uh, do it. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to revisit it every three to six months. And, hey, how are you doing there? And just talk to each side individually and just see where they're, you know, you could be the uh, bridge to helping to heal that too. And so, uh, but 
sibling rivalries will always be there. Yes, they will, won't they? There's old as the Bible yeah. itself, right? I know. My, I was telling you before the show, this my family's been blessed. I, when we get together for those, uh, the whole family get together and go to dinner. Yeah, it's expensive to you know. Now we've gone from you know having uh, six kids to now having. Well, if you count the, you know, the, the, the in-laws, yeah, the in-laws and all that <laughs> add four there. And now we got seven grandkids. And so the table kind of grows, but yeah, yeah, it's expensive. But I, I just, I sit there and just relish the moment watching all my kids talk and go back and forth and share their stories when they're growing up and what they used to do. It just brings so much joy to my heart. That's my time of year. I'm, I, I, tell my wife I'm selfish I want I need that every year mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so some, you know like they'll say well it's expensive I, I don't care I mm-hmm. need it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a need it's so, it's a therapy thing it for is you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I either spend the money on the restaurant or on therapy whichever <laughs> <laughs> I choose the restaurant oh, so you're anyway so funny. yeah <laughs> that's awesome so We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, would you mind talking to us maybe about um, some general guidelines for helping people um, in their holiday season and getting through it more easily? Okay. How many of you out there feel like your life is chaotic, crazy, and completely awful compared to the norm? What if I were to tell you that you are normal for you. I am so excited to announce that my book, Normal For Me by Tamara K. Anderson is now available for purchase on Amazon. This book took me 10 years to write and I share 20 years worth of lessons learned in my life detours, including being in a car accident and having two of my children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. In this book, I share the secrets of how I made it from despair to peace with God's help. I also include a bonus diagnosis survival guide at the very end of my Normal For Me book. The diagnosis survival guide includes 12 tips to survive and thrive in tough times. Wouldn't you like to know what those are? So what are you waiting for? Grab your copy of Normal For Me today on Amazon. And we're back. Today, I am speaking with my friend, Brad J. Newfeld about the holiday blues and how to get through them with cheer. How's yes. that? <laughs> no more holiday blues. No more holiday blues. I wish, right? Right. But So we're talking about this, and, and one of the things we talked about during the break was uh, the importance of not attacking others' beliefs. Yeah, be careful about that, because when you attack somebody else's beliefs, they... Uh, that automatically causes contention and they'll hold most of the time they'll hold on to that. Some people have the skills to let things like that go, but most people don't. <laughs> and so, right. And if you're after to have a peaceful and fun loving, uh, holiday season, don't attack them for their beliefs. Just, uh, just accept it and, and move on. So. And I think also if you have somebody that tends to be a little contentious, I think mm-hmm. maybe praying for them is absolutely. a good thing. You absolutely. Know? Um, just praying. Well, and pray for who you can help, oh, you know, yes. too. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. Who, yeah. In, who in my neighborhood or who in my family unit needs me this, uh, this holiday season and follow that, follow the promptings you get. That's a really good idea because often we, we approach the holidays and we're so focused on the gifts 
that perhaps we're not thinking of the most important gifts, which are maybe the gift of time, mm-hmm. the gift of listening to someone, especially if they're struggling. Yes. You know, these are the gifts that probably mean the most to people. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because, uh, again, money, money's not it. Uh, a lot of people think that, well, let me buy more expensive <laughs> presents and then that'll make the person happy. Again, that's so um, not <laughs> not what a person needs during the holidays. A lot, of it, It's the camaraderie, it's the love, it's the connection that people really need. Matter of fact, if I can, let me just share a story here yeah, really please. quick. Cause I, uh, back to that, because, uh, again, I use these techniques that I'm telling everybody here. Because uh, there was um, a time where uh, my wife has a big family, and if my family's listening to this, uh, hear you know, hear the love in what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I know you all love me, and I love you too. <laughs> but I did go through a spell where it was like, why go to these family parties? Because when they got together, uh, basically the siblings, including you know my wife and her siblings, would get together, and they the party was more for them, and the in-laws mm-hmm. were all kind of left out and and everything, but. I just noticed that uh, not any, you know, people wouldn't necessarily come to me and talk. Mm. And when I was going through some depression early on, yeah, that hurt, you know, that nobody would want to come to me. And so therefore I didn't want to go to the parties. And so you may hear that from people who are suffering from depression, that they don't want to be around big groups. Well, again, ask them, okay, this party would probably do you some good, but again, what would you need in order for that uh, for this party here to uh, what would you need to see happen in order for you to make this party a good thing mm-hmm. and so I did that with my wife and and talked to her a little bit and she started to see okay I see what's happening here and and I and I asked her is there something you could do for me if you would at least do this when we're eating will you come and sit down by me because mm-hmm. up to that point she wasn't she was just going and sitting with whoever she wanted to talk to at the time and again I don't want to I want her to have the experience of being with her family, but but she was concerned with me, and so I just asked her that: Will you come and sit by me when you're eating? Mm-hmm. And that'll make the that should make everything perfect, and it has been ever since. And that's what we've been doing. That's our understanding, and and so by me voicing it, what my needs were, everything works out. Yeah. Now I don't have that. Now I go and enjoy and have fun and and take part of the camaraderie, but my need was met. Right, right. So So asking that question, what would it take for you to feel comfortable there? Right. And and seeing what that scene looks like in their mind. Because it's going to look different for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to role play either. Yeah. Yeah. So practice for people that maybe feel a little socially awkward at gatherings. Mm -hmm. Maybe prepare a list of questions you can ask people, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, maybe your list of questions includes uh, what's your favorite holiday memory or, you know, stuff like that. Of course, if they struggle with depression, that might not be a good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't have a favorite holiday memory. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they may start. They may be starting where I was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But but giving giving having. Having a list of ideas or questions or scenarios that you could influence, because I think a lot of times when we enter scenarios like that, we feel powerless to change. Yes. And so just brainstorming sometimes with a loved one for what would make that successful, what would that look like? And just starting to envision, well, if this happened, mm-hmm. you know, if I had somebody sit down and eat with me, if... Um, if somebody played a game with me, like mm-hmm. my, my family's big on playing yes, games, my, you my know, family too. get the card games out. Everybody sits around the table. We play games together. And that's just 
what we do, right? right. Um, and so what does that look like? Maybe mm. they bring a pack of cards in their pocket right. and they, they come prepared. Hey, can I teach you a quick game? Yeah. You know, or something we'll like just that. Start playing solitaire on the table, and somebody will come over and say, "Hey, let's play." You know, play, you know, Texas Hold'em or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, so brainstorm solutions with mm-hmm. a loved one, perhaps, Absolutely. to make the scenario more comfortable, uh, more doable, not so intimidating, perhaps. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know, especially coming from, um, you know, being the parent of special needs kiddos, mm-hmm. you know, we often have to brainstorm what uh, a, a holiday situation is going to look like for us, especially since change is difficult for kids on the autism spectrum. And so, you yeah. know, that's that's just an idea of of when when you have a special situation brainstorming, how can I make this possible? Right. For me, it's okay if I bring the iPad with me, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that will help him stay entertained so yeah. that I can inter- interact with other people. But sometimes that doesn't work. So, you yeah. know. Well, I'll- and maybe even take another an extra step and say, what, uh, okay, uh, son or daughter, you're going to be in this situation here. We're going to bring the iPad, but what shows do you want to watch? What games do you want to play mm-hmm. in order to keep you Happy and happy. content. So instead of going there and just handing the iPad and having them follow, uh, figure out something and get discouraged because they can't meet their need at that moment, maybe ask it now ahead of time. So mm, let's get a little more precise. Yeah, even break it down even farther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, now, we were going to talk about some general guidelines for people who uh, both struggle and both and people who want to help people who struggle. Right. Um. What would you say is one of the first things? Okay, again, if you're the person struggling, uh, communication is everything. And trust me, I want you to know that I've been there, okay? Mm -hmm. I know what it's like when you're sitting there and people are giving you all this advice of, hey, if you just get up in the morning and go to the gym or you go for a brisk walk in the morning, you'll feel better. I know the the daggers that are <laughs> that that are hitting you when people are saying that and how hard it is to even think. So trust me, I know what depression is. I've been there. But I also know this, unless you start taking small actions, nothing's ever going to change. Okay? Yes, uh you know, when if you're if you're suffering from depression, please seek uh, professional help. Um I I've had to be on all of the medications and all that too. I'm luck, you know, here I am years later I've been able to get rid of it all, but it's only been uh working with closely with my doctors and stuff like that to be able to to do that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do know that one of the biggest things to change your your status and where you're at is to take different actions than what you've been doing up to that point. So you just if you look at it as what I've been doing up to this point has led me to here I need to do something different and you need to try new things. Mm. Okay. And so it's, it's a matter of, yes, go to that family party, but if you need protections, if you need, even if you just go and sit out in the car, I mean, you'd be surprised how much of a change that would work. Mm. So if you're not feeling up to being around the big crowd, at least go, okay, go Mm -hmm. sit out on the porch and if you need to have a uh, have somebody who's close to you, uh, give everybody else a warning. Okay. Uh, Jim's here because, you know, he, it took him a lot to get here, but uh, just 
please let him be, but he's mm-hmm. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you've taken some action, if that makes sense. And so uh, take a responsibility there. And again, I know what I'm asking of you, uh, but but I also know that nothing's going to change until you start doing that. Mm. You got to you gotta do some, some But baby different. steps, baby right? Step, very, yeah, very much. That's what it took me to heal myself is the baby steps. Yeah. Not, not do more than I can because, uh, uh, again, been there, fear of failure. You think, oh, if I go and do this and if it doesn't work, I'm going to feel even worse afterwards. Mm. I, again, I've been there. But if you go into it with an attitude of, hey, I want to go learn something today. Mm-hmm. So if you tell yourself that, yes, I'll go to the party and I want to learn something new by going there instead right. of looking at it as doom and gloom. If this happens to me, then I'm going to be further. And no, I'm just going to go and learn. That's all. Right. No, no expectations. And you'll be surprised how the healing process will start right away. And then go ahead. No. So it's important to be brave enough mm-hmm. to take those baby steps. Yes. And say, okay, I'm going to go to the family party this year. Um, but perhaps I will sit on the front porch or perhaps if I get so overwhelmed, I'm, I'm going to tell yeah, you have my sibling, I'll go sit out in the car. I'm going to go sit in the car or I'm going to go, maybe there's a corner of the house where it's more quiet. Quiet. Yep. And just have a plan. Say, I will a, go there. Or if you need a distraction, the iPad or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Or bring a book. Mm-hmm. Bring a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that, so that you have a plan in place so right. that when you start feeling overwhelmed, you have a place to withdraw to. You have a plan in place. So plan for a new step, but also plan for if you feel overwhelmed, these are the backup steps that I have in place. So it's not, you know, you feel like you're in control and you do have. Yeah, exactly. And even give yourself an out. Uh, Talk to your your friend or family member there and say, if it gets too overwhelming, will you bring me home? Mm -hmm. Yes. But -hmm. at least you've taken the step and be okay. Be okay with it. Uh, Don't. Don't beat yourself up and say, I didn't stay the whole family party. No, look at the positive. I got up out of my bed. I went, I stayed there for half an hour and I learned this. Mm-hmm. Good. So yeah. if you just get in the habit of that, it's amazing how quickly you can, you can start healing. That's awesome. And so, but no. as far as for communication, the per- communication, so that's the first one and having a plan. Yes. And, uh, on the other side, uh, where you're looking at somebody who's kind of, and the telltale signs are definitely, uh, when you start to see people distancing themselves, uh, right off the bat with Christmas upcoming up and you can read the body language. And of course, mothers, you know, your kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll, you'll have that, that motherly, uh, motherly sense there and, and follow it. If you're feeling like, uh, there might be some issues coming up this Christmas, follow it. Take the time to take your, your son or daughter out, uh, out to eat, take them, someplace where they can relax a little bit and then just say, Hey, I just have a feeling that you're going to be struggling this Christmas. And what can we do to get to make this see it's rep. I know mm-hmm. I'm saying it's repetitious, this, uh, uh, question I'm asking, but guess what? It's, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, what can we do so that this isn't such a stressful, uh, time for you and, and that you can get the things that you need from this Christmas? What do you need? And of course, if it's a child, normally they'll fight you on nothing. I don't need anything. Everything's fine. Okay, well, obviously it's not, <laughs> mm-hmm. but do you want to take a couple of days and think about it? I'm just wanting to make this the best Christmas for you that I possibly can. And you might have some resistance up front, but after you separate and the person who has the depression thinks about it a little bit, okay, here's somebody trying to reach out to me. Let me take advantage of this. And they will, and they will just give them the space. So if, if you don't get an initial response, mm-hmm. then say- Yeah, don't get mad. Don't, don't get, get mad. mad. Just, mm-hmm. just follow up, say- would you mind thinking about yeah, it? Yeah, just think about it. And can I follow up with you in a couple of days or mm-hmm. in a week? Yep. And can we talk about it again? Yeah, and that's what you do. 
Yeah. And, and, usually, and then you, you know, need to follow up. Then you need to follow. Yeah. And if you don't, oh, let me, let me just tell you what's going on in the depressed person's mind. They're looking forward to that talk. Even though they're having the resistance up front, they're looking forward to that next talk. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there, oh, it hurts. It hurts. So it's important if you offer follow through. it to follow through. Absolutely. And I'm so glad we hit on that. So Yeah. No, I'm glad we did too. That's fantastic. Yeah, put it in your calendar. Uh, tell Siri to give you 17 <laughs> alarms. Make sure you follow up. <laughs> that is so. that is awesome and amazing. Um, well, this has been just so incredible. I think I'd like to just close it all off with kind of where we started in the beginning mm-hmm. and you, going back to your story and you learning that um, this holiday season mm-hmm. is a spirit of giving. Yes. Um, my audience, I speak specifically to Christian families. So I want you to remember that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. Absolutely. And, and in your busyness, don't forget the whole reason. Mm. And if you, if you feel you need to simplify, think about it. Pray about it. Uh, figure out what is right for you. If you're struggling with the situation, involve God in that mm-hmm. and involve your family members. I love that we've talked about communication and the importance of listening. And um, and so don't let the busyness of the holiday season deprive you of relationships with the people you care the most about. As a matter of fact, let go of some of the busyness and take the time to do this because I, I know people get overwhelmed with Christmas. Oh, there's so much to do. And again, my thing is there's no ready. <laughs> you just do it. You just yeah. do it and do the best that you can. So Right, right. So do your best and celebrate those little baby steps if you're working away from, if you're working through depression, right? Mm-hmm. right. Celebrate your baby steps, look for the positives. Mm-hmm. And that that's great advice. Please don't go through the holidays without asking for help. And I and uh but anyway you know i i'm here to uh i'm here to help any way that i possibly can but my number is area code 435-830-6945 once again 435-830-6945 and be sure and leave a message i know a lot of people don't like to leave messages but please leave me a message if you get my voicemail or you can email me at info at bradjnewfeld.com. That's info at bradjnewfeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D.com. So, Thank you, Brad. You're Appreciate welcome. it. We'll for sure put all that information in the show notes for today's show. Thanks for sharing your story and for giving us hope that the holidays can be a little better. And they can and they will. And they will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. I know that there are many of you out there that are going through a hard time, and I hope you found things that have been useful today as you listen to the podcast. If you would like to access the show notes from today's podcast, visit my website. It is storiesofhopepodcast.com. That is where you'll find favorite quotes from today's episode and shareable memes. And those are fun because you can share them with your friends on social media. You will also find the links mentioned throughout today's episode, so you don't have to remember what those were. And also all the tips that were shared. Sometimes tips are shared so much throughout an episode, you forget what were those great things. So go to the show notes, storiesofhopepodcast.com to look up these fantastic resources. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, 
Perhaps that means that you should share this with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a tip that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this episode with them. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help bear that burden. Above all else, remember God loves you.